Yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. How is everybody doing out there on this beautiful Monday evening? You're tuning in to Recognition and Respect with your boy, Sneaky, the MC of Sneaky Entertainment. I just got back from an awesome weekend in San Bernardino, but if you want to hear all about it, you're going to have to tune into my vlog, which is coming really soon. I know I keep promising, but I actually started filming and doing the editing, and like I'm going to keep my word to y'all. Keep me accountable. I promise it's coming. But yeah, had a dope weekend. Um, the holiday, if you celebrate, I hope you enjoyed it. I just got drunk and ate a lot of food. Nothing new about that. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> but um, before I get to my guest today, I want to thank my sponsors and just give them their due propers. Nightflare Company, a film, music, production, and bookie company whose services include video work with film crew Napalm Monkey Production and Flying Chimp Studios. They got live sound and recording by JQ Sound and studio recording and production done by Frankie Valentine. Sneaky Entertainment handles marketing and promotional needs, and we also put together events with Alternative Shows LA and other collaborators like Demise, myself, Derange, and we're always looking for more people to work with, so if you think you have what it takes to be a promoter, to throw shows, to book acts, to host, to like make sure all the logistics figure out, we're always looking for new people who are hungry and trying to like do something and want to really put in the work and have a vision. Reach out to us. Follow everybody on Instagram. Make sure you check out Nightflare Company. That's N-I-G-H-T-F-L-A-R-E Company on Instagram and all social media. The Midnight Motives, day one sponsors, guests from episode 24. Their new album, Visions, is available on iTunes and Spotify. Go stream, go share, go enjoy. And of course, Shots Fired, San Diego's premier rap battle league. They just had a huge battle, historical in San Diego rap battle, uh, two on two. Um, kind of well-known rap battlers in the scene. They were able to have a good amount of people show up in person. They also had pay-per-views. It's also available video on demand. So if you want to check out what you missed, go check out Shots Fired Rap and figure out all the links and stuff there. Now, I got some announcements. It's been a while since I promoted shows, but the end of the year is coming, and there's a lot of things going on in December that I just want to give a chance to shout out. The East Los Angeles Art Walk is happening on December 9th. We're going to have live music, uh, over 20 vendors and artists, raffles and giveaways, uh, food vendors. My boy is going to be, Cultivarte Studios is going to be doing a screen printing workshop. So if you have a design that you want to 
put on a shirt or on a tote bag, if you have something, that, a gift that you want to make for a friend, like some handmade, come through to the art walk. Or if you want to just come shopping, man, there's a lot of vendors out there, artists who make all of their art with their hands. There's, uh, there's drawers, there are people that draw. We have like people that make uh, handmade organic lotions. You have like uh, vegan pastries and it's just a, a lot of fun. I always throw down with the DJ. I'm going to be having some guest DJs, um, Rascal and Lovesick. You know, the homie Lovesick, he was on as well. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be the last one of the year. It's like a holiday mercadito. So if anybody's trying to get their last holiday shopping, they want to support local independent businesses and, like, local artists who are trying to make it with their hustle, come through to the corner of First in Indiana on December 9th, which is the second Sunday of the month, from, what are we doing at 12 to 6, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. So show up. Um, I'm going to have some performers. My brother's band, The Midnight Mode, is going to be playing. It's going to be a sick show. Uh, I'm actually expecting it to be really good because holidays, Christmas, usually people want to come out and support. And uh, it's been dope the last couple of weeks, I mean, last couple of months. We've been having like steady numbers and it's up and down, but you know we're doing a really big push to end off the year right, so come out. And then my monthly hip hop event, Speakeasy Maywood is going down on December 14th. Uh, we're gonna have Jesse Lives, P the MC, Tony Grands, Dark Ghost 6-4, A Money, and Yours Truly, not me. That's the artist, Yours Truly. Everybody's been like, Sneaky, you so funny. No, man, that's the artist's name, Yours Truly. Come check them out. Again, if you're a hip-hop artist or a spoken word artist, a poet, and you want to come in and get on my show, reach out to me. Um, I'm not really exclusive about the lineups. I do have some like basic needs that I need to you know, put, put you on. But for the most part, I try to put everybody on. So come through, Speakeasy Maywood on the 14th, uh, smoking patio, uh, no cover, $5 IPA menu all night. And if you're not into IPAs, we have a Jameson menu, a special exclusive menu they created just for us. Uh, we also usually have a Jameson rep there passing out shots and giving out free beanies for people who buy Jameson drinks. So if you like to get fucked up or if you don't, you just like to listen to hip-hop, fucking come through. And uh, I'm booking January and February right now. So like I said, if you're interested in rocking, hit me up. And then finally, last event of the year is going to be Indie Brewery's end of the year holiday party. It's on December 22nd. I'm going to do a DJ set, and uh, Cultivarte, Maitri Healing, and Quetzal Boutique are going to be there vending. So if you really haven't done any Christmas shopping by the 22nd and you want to partake in this commercialized holiday, my friends who make money off of selling stuff are going to be trying to do just that. <laughs> so there's going to be some specials. There's going to be some deals. Uh, I think Cultivarte is going to be doing wrapping of presents and stuff. So come by, enjoy the DJ set. My homie might be celebrating a birthday there. I'm for sure going to be lit because that's what I do. So uh, I'll be DJing. There'll be vendors, artists, gifts, handmade shit, um, uh, organic, all-natural, CBD-infused massage oils. And then, of course, Indy has amazing beer that they brew themselves. And, um, dude, we already booked. I don't know if I told anybody yet, but we already booked a whole year with them. So 2019 indie sneaky entertainment calendar will be coming out in the next couple of weeks i'll be giving you all the dates that i'm gonna be at indie as far as what the entertainment's gonna be and um 
I'm expecting to have a really good year, y'all. I'm telling you that this year has definitely been, um, there's been some trials, of course. Life is about ups and downs. Um, I'm doing something that's completely new that I've never done before, that I didn't really have any idea of how I was going to get it done. So made mistakes and I've got a chance to learn from them and I'm hoping to take all my new knowledge and experiences into the next year and just try to crush it, you know, do better than what I've done and the parts that I've been doing good, try to even execute them at a higher level and hopefully by this time next year I'll be talking about how 2020 is going to be the sickest shit ever and you know what, that's just how we do out here, we manifest this motherfucker. So yeah, with no, without further ado... I'm going to introduce my guest today, the band Drivewell, or a couple of members of the band Drivewell. So say what's up to the people out there, y'all. How's it going, guys? Hello, everybody. How's it going? So just tell them your name and what you do, and then we'll start this shindig. Well, I'm James. Uh, I guess a lead singer and a rhythm guitarist for Drivewell. And, uh, he also solos. I'm Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Leo, uh, lead guitar, backup vocals, and... I guess the guy that everybody confuses as a bouncer of the band. But <laughs> it happens. Well, if you guys are only tuning in on audio, my boy Leo is pretty built. He's a big he's a big dude, so I could see why people would think I could see why people would think you're a bouncer dog. Like, yeah. you, it happens. you look like you look like and this is no offense, you look like oh, I mean, the, go for the it. super the cartoon yeah. Superman con, you know, when it was just a square? Yeah. Like they drew him just as a square. <laughs> That's exactly like even your That's your so jawline is like very squared. It's very comic book esque. It's like you know? a teddy bear on steroids. <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny because I'm like uh, at this school I used to work at. This kid, uh, when I shaved, he would be like, "Superman, you look like the block Superman." <laughs> so I thought it was funny, man. But, so yeah. Drive Well is the name of your band. Yeah. And uh, for if anybody hasn't heard, which I'm one of those people, what kind of music is it? What do you play? Like, what? What's the? I hate I hate asking people genres, but it just helps me kind of get an idea. So what yeah, would you call you know, it? Uh, genres are, are very, you know out there uh with so many of them being out there or i should say um but we 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 have alternative sounds um uh but what makes us different from you know i guess other bands or whatnot is that we have a lot of influences that come to us um you know leo is a very uh heavily influenced with like death metal yeah like heavy that's metal, my thing but and he adds that to our sound um and i'm i'm heavily influenced with like classic rock so, you know, all that blend, um, but we make it meet somewhere in, in between. Yeah. That becomes alternative. Alternative yeah. and emo scene. So yeah. uh, if you have to label it, it would be somewhere along the lines right. of alternative. It's funny. So is it like mm, late mind. 90s, early 2000s yeah. type uh, of deal? Uh, yeah. You know, the, the thing I always got from people that heard it, especially friends that play music, were like, Dude, he's like, you guys aren't a metal band, but we can tell you guys grew up playing metal. And uh, <laughs> a lot of it has been like, like people are like, oh, who, what are you writing this for, a video game? I'm like, no, nah, man, it's just, this is how it sounds. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But they're like, it sounds like you're writing video game music, like Street Fighter, like it builds up. And then, you know, it has like, even though it's alternative, it has like parts where we all accent certain things like, you know, in like some duets, like the drummer will just do something like a little flare where he doubles up and it's like, and it's like, oh, wow, that dude did that. And, yeah. um, you know, with the dueling guitars and stuff, we don't do right. no seven-minute songs. Though, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can tell you're like, oh, these guys played metal growing up. The distortion has gone down a lot. Of but, course, of course. Yeah. It's it's more ear-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, 
there's other members of the band. If you want to just give them a shout-out, name, yeah. and what they play. Uh, we're missing Marvin. He's our drummer. Um, shout-out, Marvin. Shout-out to Marvin. Yeah. And uh, uh, Benny, our bassist. Our bassist, yeah. Who uh, tried his best making it here, but uh, he had school, so. And he's all the way on the other side of town, so. All right, yeah. and just because if people are tuning in visually, they're going to think they've seen you before. And they, yeah. if they've heard the show, they're going to be like, wait, Benny and Leo, are these the yeah. same? So yeah. are you guys the same guys from A Place on Rugby? <laughs> but, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Benny's a, it's Soundwave Vampire. Soundwave Vampire. Oh, my so God. I'm, I'm sorry. I've had too many bands in here yeah. that Knife Lair hooked me up. <laughs> but that Place on Rugby, I think we played with them a couple of shows. Soundwave empire yeah. my bad dude okay yeah, it was so what separates y'all from that like because there's like side projects sharing members like how do you make sure that the sound doesn't start converging is there like is that something you actively do or is it because there's different members it's really easy uh for drive well him and i take on the majority of the writing vocally and guitar parts um then uh for Soundwave empire it's um benny's baby it's his all the stuff he wrote and uh, Chris and I, the other members, we just – I was support. literally just a You just support. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because his it was just an acoustic project. But he's like, uh, you know, you guys want to play live on it? I'm like, yeah, let's check it out. And so is this like your baby? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that because we've been playing for quite some time now. Yeah. Right? We've been uh, <laughs> collectively making music together. Since for... we were like, what, 16, 17, I think? Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, that – this this would be our baby. Yeah, first show that we ever played together was like outside of a Washington Mutual. I don't remember where. It was like we Somewhere played nothing but Metallica covers. Yeah. And then we had uh, some uh, not-so-friendly religious folk try and shut it down. <laughs> that we were spewing devil words. They're like, Wait, there was a Washington. There used to be Washington Mutual on the corner of Florence and Pacific. And right across the street, there's always freaking – people with bullhorns right there. I, right. I see that Because it's unincorporated. Yeah. That side yeah. is That's like right. sheriffs, so the yeah. HPPD can't be doing this. Did y'all play there? No, this was... <laughs> no, I just it was somewhere far, man. Yeah. Yeah, or far. I, I know we did school. Yeah. <laughs> I know we did, we did school, school for to it. go play that we show because it was like 1 p.m. or something. Yeah. <laughs> How old were y'all at this we're point? Like 16 or 17? 16, 17. Something like that. Okay, so y'all were ditching class to go play music yeah. at 17? That's yeah. dedication, bro. I yeah. fucks with that. <laughs> Stay in school, y'all. No. <laughs> no, for real. It was just like, I was like, come on, man. He's like, I got a test. I'm like, stop lying. <laughs> like, um, we just were like, and I had everything loaded up in my car, and we just took off. And it, we were back by like, well, we missed, what, lunch? Oh, and we like played it period. off pretty good. Yeah, we got back yeah. right on time. Yeah. No phone call home about, like, they didn't show up to this period. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, so, damn, so you are 15, 16. How old are y'all now? That's a lot. 31. 31, 30. I'm yeah. 32. I'm 31. So, oh, yeah, like birthday, 15, yeah. 16 years yeah. of playing music yeah. together. So, like, did y'all grow up together? Like, what? No. How did, how did well, y'all meet? Uh, well, we, we met, what, seventh I grade? I dropped them like third period friends. That's what happened. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> shots fired! Shots fired! No, Jay's but for real, y'all went okay. to school together? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we went school. middle school. We met in seventh grade. Jay's always been that size, though. Yeah, I was just <laughs> He was tall. always that tall. Yeah. And you weren't? Because no. you're ginormous now, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I was how tall? I wasn't as tall as him, but interesting. No, yeah, yeah he came in seventh grade and um we just had same classes. Uh we started hanging out together. Um uh before we even knew we, we, we were into music because I started picking up the guitar at that time, and he was picking up drums and guitar, right? Just drums. You actually just taught drums. me how to play guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. Um 
and um well, that's cool you're gonna brush over that yeah yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> well i mean at that point uh it was just like for me at least it was metallica and i need to be the next james hatfield and um this guy was like i dig metallica too so let's do it so yeah. you know we would get together and just kind of jam out or whatnot we never i never imagined we could like get on stage anywhere and play for other people let alone have people like hum our songs or whatnot so it's definitely like a very humbling feeling even if it is like the very little that we have accomplished so far um but yeah it's been quite a road since then huh it's cool man like um People don't pull out lighters anymore, just cell phone lights, and they do that for some parts of songs that are, you know, more ballady type stuff. It's yeah. cheaper because, you know, you need to pay for lighters and you yeah. need to recharge cell phones. There so, you know. go, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the modern era. But, um, yeah, that, that's been pretty much it. Just Yeah, we met seventh grade, and uh, because we had the same classes, we just kind of stuck together. Uh, we had the same classes throughout high school as well. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and right after high school, it was like, well, you know what? We don't have time to kill at high school. We don't have to ditch anymore, so let's, you know, let's yeah. let's get together and write some music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, were you in any other projects, or was this like your first thing, or had you already done some I bands? Had, and At that point, I had actually, uh, hmm, who, who was playing with? We were trying to get a band going with... Uh, what is it? Brian from the Altons. He was a mad, one of the most talented guitarists ever. That's the first time I ever saw Sweet Picking. I was like, what is that? As a matter of fact, he played with That's us. That's right. Yeah, the <laughs> the yeah. yeah, yeah and he was like Mutual. 15, barely. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, trying to start a band up, but we could, I could never find a bass player or a singer. You know, everybody wanted to play guitar. Then uh, That's like the cool instrument, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, and every singer wants you to do all their stuff. But it's like, dude, but you wrote kind of like a song with like... No no or, space in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's and, nothing um, for me here. You know, then um, after that, I kind of I linked up uh, with somebody who I was a fan of them. Uh, some dude named uh, Sean Penner. And then... Uh, he was writing music, and I was, like, a big fan of his. Like, he was around the, like, South Bay area, and they had all these bands. Coincidentally, his band that he was in was called After Party Radio. What? Yeah. No way. Did yeah. you hear that, Brittany? His band was called the After Party Radio. Yeah. So what? when he left weird. that band, That's I was weird. actually in talks with them because I wanted to replace him as a, as a lead guitarist and a vocalist and back a vocalist. And then fast forward – we end up playing, I end up uh, going to, um, he comes jam with me one day at my old studio. I take off to go play baseball in the East Coast, and I come back after a two-week tour. And then he's all like, all right, let's record an album. I was like, really? Record an album. Then I took off to play again for another six months. Came back. And then uh, at this point, you know, he had his bass player who was a, a suicide girl. So, um you know, girl, model type, whatever, does all her stuff. And we started playing, and we were playing a lot of really good shows. And then it just kind of, it kind of sucked that for the first two years. That, you know, I was, you know, doing all the footwork, letting everybody know we were playing. And they were kind of like, oh, we just want to latch onto a band. And that kind of sucked. It's like, come on, man, you know. Like, so what we're hoping we steal somebody else's fans and, you know, let's create our own fan base and then, you know, other people will follow. And then So they wanted to be like an opener that just kind of followed along a big band and kind of just stayed with not them. Not even big bands. It was just local bands, but it gets kind of uh, 
it and were you, like, were you and were you you knew him at this you were, time? Yeah, were yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Were you were watching actually, him do his thing? And you, you, yeah, I was actually living out of uh, out of town. NorCal. I you was in NorCal. NorCal for quite some time while he was doing this uh, this project, uh. and um, I had moved back uh, shortly before. It was um, coming towards an end. You guys and, uh, disbanded, right? Because you were kind of, it sounds like you were getting over it. Yeah, and the, I was. It was. The direction wasn't really going yeah. somewhere that you wanted. Yeah. It's, you know, and just your the homie, dedication. your yeah. homie who taught you how to play guitar, moved <laughs> back into town and was yeah. like, yo, let's do some music. Funny enough, this dude came out and was that like my ghost story? <laughs> you remember uh, that? Something. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't even remember. He was living up north, and he had some ghost haunting him or something. Yeah, I had a, a weird issue with something. Anyway, we... <laughs> yeah, we random tangent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, we, we, so, we moved back. I moved back, and... um. When he moved back? Yeah, funny story. I came back uh, uh, end of 2013, Look and um, I remember I was here for a day. A day or, or a couple two. hours. Yeah. And uh, he calls me, and he's like... You remember the songs we used to play together? Like, yeah, of course. Do you want to play the House of Blues tomorrow? Like, what the fuck? The House of Blues yeah. Voodoo Lounge, the restaurant. Yeah. It was our first show ever as Drive Well. Yeah. So. Yeah, but like, you already had that lined up, or no, what the, the fuck? Promoter? That's like kind of a big like. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, By the way, yeah. The, the guy just got here. We haven't practiced. The but. promoter who um had booked that show. He had booked a couple of shows in the other band I was in, and um. You know, this band itself didn't want to play that one. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, I got this other band. And he's like, it was like 1 a.m. I'm on Facebook. I couldn't sleep. And it's like, oh, you know, I need a band for, uh, was it a Saturday show? Yeah, yeah, Saturday show. So it was like Friday, 1 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? I got a, I got a band. Do you want to, you know, you want to book us? He's like, let me check it out. And then um, there's like a, an acoustic thing we did. I don't even know what we played. But it's checked it out on YouTube. He's like, all right, cool. I got you guys. You guys are on like at what, like 9.30 or something? Yeah. Fucking YouTube, man. Then, you yeah. hear that? Right? You make a fucking YouTube. You can get shows off yeah. YouTube. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like we just sent the word out. And it was cool, man, because like our first show ever. We don't really have lyrics for anything. And you were back, right? So was it like yeah, a it welcome back. back? Like, hey, yeah, I just it got here. Great, it was Come and fucking party timing. with me, right? Yeah, yeah. It was perfect timing. And, um, you know, we had tremendous amount of support from a lot of our friends and family. Right, right, right. Who yeah. From the get-go have been, you know, showing up to our shows, you know, day in and day out. Like, we, we, a lot of work goes into, like, not just market marketing our band, but, like, putting the word out there that we have a show uh you know on a random tuesday or random yeah, wednesday yeah. so um the fact that we had to bug all of our friends and family for that right. and they're still there standing there by us so it's amazing to to so you know shout out to all of you guys yeah. shout out, out fucking supporters and yeah. in, in the industry you call that engagement <laughs> but okay so you were in norcal for a little bit you were like doing stuff south bay uh, you and so like drive well where does it hail from like where do you what do y'all represent like if there's a flyer and they had bands in the cities like now you know something they do that like los angeles long beach yeah. where would y'all be what, from maywood man we're all in from maywood yeah. in the house maywood. And that's where speakeasy's at y'all <laughs> shit maywood. you should come out to the show bro. always up to no good you know where the redwood room's at yeah i take over that motherfucker every oh, second really? friday yeah it's a hip-hop show if y'all want to come out, man. I went there once, and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> wink, wink, went I've, home fun. I've been wink, there wink. for the, the, the <laughs> yeah. happy hour. When is it? Tuesdays? Thursdays? Oh, yeah, the $2. Yeah, $2, yeah. And they have all the games there. It's a cool yeah. spot. And that, ever since we've been, like, you know, supporting yeah. it, they've been 
fixing it up, and they have like new lights now, and they have. Yeah. It's, I noticed it's they have hard. live music back there, and I I hit up somebody to see if we could play it, but they said, "Oh, contact this other person." And I was kind of like, "Oh, okay," but then at the same time, thinking like, "Damn, are we gonna be too loud?" Because from what I heard, it's like next to like some homes or something, or. Uh, yeah, good. but I mean, we do shows on the weekends usually, yeah. and it's a bar, and yeah. the home, the 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 spot right next to it is actually like a. Hotel, oh, hotel halfway house yeah like we're next to the bakery there's like yeah, yeah those people yeah. are not tripping okay. we have had the cops called us on before but really? i mean we that, i took a like really over the top system yeah. no for no reason just yeah. just to flex on them but yeah, uh, yeah. so um uh, talk to me off air because me and david have been talking about doing a show there like nice yeah stuff, definitely so we'll set it up yeah. since that's what you're here for yeah. <laughs> um so maywood and the whole band's pretty much from Maywood? With the exception of Benny, but Jay, Marvin, and I. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, uh, that's cool, man. Maywood's, on, Maywood's coming up from the map. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of yeah. cool, cool stuff going on from people who came from but Maywood. You know, you know pretty what's dope. a trip is that when a lot of times when people hear us play, like, and we're out in different parts of town, they're just kind of like, damn, we didn't think you guys could play like that. And I'm like, not bad for a couple of brown folk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just... Racist! <laughs> no, but it's like, they just, they didn't think that, you know, we could play like, you know, like you guys like don't... Like intricate, yeah, complex, they just didn't like think. movement style, yeah. very like eclectic. It's... Yeah, yeah, perfect way to put it. People put yeah. it in a... Fu- people try to sources. pigeonhole you. They're like, yeah, oh, you're a bunch of metalheads from like, the hood? You're going to sound like this. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we're not all right. thrash heads. Yeah, man. exactly, <laughs> yeah. dude, exactly. Yeah. You don't even dress like thrash heads. I've seen thrash heads, bro. I think that's that's a, a big part of it because we don't show up to, to play on stage with like our... You're not in your uniform. Yeah. You're not. You're yeah. not. You're not in costume. Yeah. We're comfortable and we're on stage, so we, we. I guess we give the wrong impression sometimes. But as soon as we get on stage, it's like, oh shit, you know. That's funny. That Halloween show we did, uh, where we went as a crazy '88 from Kill Bill. Like, um, I was dressed in a suit and I had a mask, and um, you know, one of the go-go dancers was like talking to me, right? All cool and everything, and then you know, she's like, so she thought I was wearing. Like, I'll be back. She's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like. I'm going to play right now. She's like, what? Aren't you the bouncer? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're not the bouncer here? You know what? I feel like y'all need to do, like, a music video or some kind of skit for a record Mm. where you're you're mistaken for the bouncer. Like, that shit would be comedy. That would would be be funny. That should be funny. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Comedy skit. Uh, So, since we're talking about people and perceptions and how they think you're the bouncer and you're not thrash heads and all that, like... Who do you think you make music for? Like, what's the, is there a crowd or a demographic you're going at? And sometimes I bring this up, like, looking at it from, um, like, a studio exec point of view. Yeah. Like, where's your, what's your, what's your age range? It's your, is it mostly dudes who, co- you know, or do you want to look at it like, you know, I had Vile Descent in here, and you know, you know, those folks, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like, we make music for the outcasts and the loners, bro. Yeah. We can yeah, all yeah. team up, you know? So I'm just wondering, like, where, when you when you're making songs or when you're booking shows or when you're trying to look who to promote to and you're doing your sponsored posts, like who do you think you're targeting? You know, who's your who's your demographic? What are the people you're trying to reach? You know, I've I would I would say uh, young adults. Um, even then, the music isn't like harsh, where it's like uh, tearing into anything um, that could be inappropriate. Right. It's just kind of like storytelling and stuff like that. Um, a lot of it is just um, a lot of uh, what it's been has been through the uh, detriments of my relationships. So it's just like closure songs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I love you know one of the reasons why I started writing was because 
I I never thought I would ever write a song like with word like lyrics and stuff, and it was like, man, you know, I I feel crappy, and yeah. I start writing, and then I was like, wow, this makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. And then it was kind of like you know to let people know that they're not alone. Whatever I went through, they and they were going through it. it's like I went through it, and you can get past it, man. It's like some hopeful yeah. kind of message, that, you like, know, lyrically, like yeah, lyrically, yeah, and I think. Uh, I guess personally speaking, uh, a lot of my input goes into, I guess, growing up, having that feeling, either looking at a concert, watching a concert, or just listening to music where, where there's this part in the song that actually gets in, you know, gets inside you and it just makes you feel like, you know, either like shit or it makes you feel good. It gives that emotion out of you. Um, I like to do my best to kind of get that in the song in any way possible, whether it be a lick, a riff, a, you know, uh, a backtrack, you know, vocal yeah. to something that he has. So yeah. if, if there's any way that I can try to uh, interpret um, any kind of emotion based feeling, on what yeah. the lyric is, um, you know, I try to put that in. And yeah. I think, to answer your question, I don't think would have a, a demographic because as I grow older, you know, that, that feeling seems to intensify with a lot of the music that we hear and uh, that have have influenced us. So I mean, if we can get someone that's like forty years old who's like, holy shit, like that song fucking rocks, to anywhere from like a fifteen year old to like, oh shit, I want to go catch him live, you know? Um, that'd be fucking great. So. You know, and it's true. Like I, I'm lyrically challenged. I could listen to a song and I'll differentiate all the musical components, but lyrics, I'm like, huh? So I gotta listen <laughs> to it over and over again. And uh, a lot of what I base my writing on is, you know, something, uh, a way something, the way something made me feel like, uh, there's only been two times where I've been to a concert, to a concert that I was like blown away. I was like, what did I just watch? One of which was Shadows Fall. And um, I, I think I was like 2003. And then 21 Pilots where the live show, I was like, what the, and this was like at the Palladium. Right. So which is a sick packed. venue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only two times that I've been like, and I'm not like a diehard 21 Pilots fan. I right, just right, like right. The, the way I felt when I was there, I was all like, wow, blew my mind. So, you know, a lot of times when, uh, when I'm like writing something uh, like on guitar, I want to try and replicate a feeling, something that made me feel a certain way. You know, not replicate the song, just, you know, the emotion, the intensity. That right, I right, right. And then uh, it's all a coping mechani- mechanism. And I was going to actually bring up that. Do you think, then, like, you can answer separately, but do you yeah. think that's why you make music? Because, like, you need it to get through your day, and it's like a type of therapy. And, it, if, and if people like it, and you yeah. can get that emotion across, cool. And I, if not, you're still totally satisfied with what you made. I'm like, my own worst critic. And, um, you know, I I'm, I'm tell these guys all the time, like, dude, I'm like, I wonder if anybody else that writes music gets grief from all his ex-girlfriends because although a lot of the songs are like apologies or saying goodbye peacefully they're like i hate you for that song i was like it's like you know good like one of the one of the lyrics is like hey sweet angel how have you been and then they hate me for that i'm like god damn well oh, did you call her angel because she's like that's my nickname <laughs> no you no, used to call no, me that no never i'm not a pet name type of guy man but um like stuff like that like there's one that i even wrote that was an apology to this girl and Took it totally out of context to this day. It's the voicemail one, man. Uh-huh. Uh, to this day, I mean. Well, as yeah. a rapper who literally started rapping just to, to talk shit to people who did me wrong, like I have a song called Lyrical Warfare. It's like very literal, what yeah. I was trying to do. Um, I think people get mad, even if the stuff is good. Yeah. I think they get mad because they feel like that's like a personal thing. 
that you went and made very public, and yeah. now they don't really have a way to respond yeah. because they, they don't, don't make music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't have a platform like yeah. like. And, but I mean, nowadays everybody has a platform, right? When I started, it was in the MySpace days, and that I was used, a good old days, I man. used that shit very yeah. brutally. Um, but like, I think that's like, I, I personally, that's why I've gotten grief. I've even told people like, yo can't write about that. I don't want to hear this in a song. Yeah. Like, now people know because they're yeah. like, if you're in my life, it's all fucking, it's all fair game to me. Like, yeah. if you don't, if you don't want to come out in a song or be part, you better, like, got to make, draw off the record type shit, yeah. you know, because, right, right. like, this is, right. it's all experience. Like, this is what I'm drawing from, so. I did that once where this girl was like, God, did you write, like, oh, my God, did you write a song? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then she's like, what is it? Like, how does it go? And I was just, like, just being a dickhead, I was like, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. <laughs> She's like, you're an asshole, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, man. What about you? Why do you make music? Um, yeah, I I think it would be a cult mechanism in the sense that uh, I just kind of use that to escape. Whether it'd be I'd be covering a song or kind of just lose myself into writing something, um, and just kind of blend myself into the the guitar strings. You know, um, I'm very heavily influenced with guitar, so um. That's the first thing that catches my attention in a song, um, you know, before bass line and before drums and before vocals. Um, uh, but yeah, I just pick up my guitar and just lose myself. So I, I, I like to think of like that some as kind of my, meditation, almost my, yeah, like clear my my alone time, you know. So that's cool. And then you get to bring your alone time and do something with my influence in a group, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's dope. I mean. A lot of people use music that way, even if they're just consuming it, right? Like, a lot of people, it's like, this this album is my escape, or I'm going to fucking not do anything and it's just... It's liberating, yeah. Yeah, I remember one time I was having a bad day, and I threw on... Uh, I got some bad news, and I was just really pissed about it. I didn't really feel like I could do anything, so I just threw on Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Yeah. Just got totally blasted and just sat around and just listened, like, bumping, like, just alone, just listening to it, like... It made me feel better, dude. Like, right. I don't know why, but yeah. it, it, it did, you know? And I feel like I love music for that. And I, I love people who make music for that reason, right? Because yeah. it's yeah. like, there's so many different reasons to make music, so many different types of music to make. But when you find someone who's just like, yo, man, like, I need this shit. Yeah. And I love this shit. And let's do this shit. It's right. like, yeah. all right, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so yeah. do you have any goals or plans like i know we're gonna talk about an ep and we're gonna play a song and you have a show coming up that we're all we're gonna do all of that but i'm curious like as a band do you ever get together and be like hey man like here's our goals for next year this is the stuff we want to accomplish like let's try to get this done or is there like a, a festival you want to play or like you know is there anything on the list like that do you, you meet up and have that kind of conversation yeah, you know i think as a band i think uh we have like a a long list of the uh, things like that that we would like to do mm -hmm. that we know uh, ultimately at the end of like a certain amount of time that we're going to eventually move on to do something like that um, anywhere from like touring up north or like going somewhere in the east coast um, for a couple of weeks or whatnot to try and get our sound out there and take baby steps to you know mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things that I'm like you know a, a bunch of the bands that I personally like are from the east coast and I'm like what makes them different than, or exposure-wise than, let's say, somebody out here in, on the West Coast? It's like the same uh, distance it takes to cover California from tip to tip. It's like you go through like seven states out there. 
Mm. You know, so it's like geographically speaking. You're traveling um, through more people, more demographics. Yeah. You're traveling through more yeah. people in different parts of town, right. technically, with but different yeah. climates. and San Diego, L.A., you know, uh, Orange County. Frisco. Frisco. Maybe Santa Barbara. And that's pretty much You got to hit yeah. some of the shitholes. Riverside, yeah. Bakersfield, Stockton. You know, Riverside, <laughs> surprisingly, has um, – they have like emo nights out there, and they pack up. and uh, Well, you know why, right? Because gentrification is pushing everybody out that way. <laughs> like people who can't afford to live in L.A. anymore, yeah. like Riverside. Like if you work in L.A., you can kind of live in Riverside and wake up early enough to still commute yeah. to L.A. and be able to get to your job and still live no, for more yeah. affordable. Right. So like everybody who's growing up here who can't afford to live here, they're going over there and taking the culture with them. They're yeah. taking the ideas. You know, they saw the emo night at the Dub Club and they're like at the Echo Plex. And they're like, yeah. why can't we do that Right over they here? Like, why at the Echo or no? I'm pretty sure. It's mm. on Tuesdays, I think. I know yeah, because people used to, used to be drive from San oh, Diego right. to, come, to come, and they'd yeah. come back to school all tired and be like, yeah, shit was sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, East Coast, that sounds East dope. Coast. I never thought of it that way either. Yeah. So that's a cool thing, people who are listening, if you've never visualized it, because this is the first time I'm actually thinking about that. Yeah, like, yeah, like you're traveling, yeah. there's borders, there's different cultures, venues, right? Like every yeah. place has their own little scene, so like it's – yeah, like L.A. or California has like these big empty lands where there's yeah, nothing yeah, going yeah. on. And then you have to drive hours to get to like the right. next metropolitan area. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much. It's pretty incredible. One of my uh, teammates, old teammates, he was telling me like, um, I'm like, dude, what do you do out there in the East Coast? He's like, if you're not playing sports, you're either doing drugs or playing music. One of those three things. He's all like, so if you don't play sports? So sports, music, or drugs? Yeah, sports, music, or partying, pretty much, because of the weather. Or, or all three. They are all three. <laughs> and um, No, they don't, they don't have any, like, they don't hike, no one hikes out there? They don't have outdoors? This dude was from, uh, what is it, uh, Chicopee, Mich- uh, Massachusetts. So he's like, dude, winter, he's like, I'm in, a, he's like, I'm in like this warehouse gym thing, you know, throwing the ball out there. He's all like, you go to like um, – it's like you go to like a basement party and then you can tell who's always partying and then who's doing something different. You can tell who kind of plays music. He's like, that's all you do out here. And I was like, really? So I guess there's just – California is just too cool. There's Pretty too much, much shit to do too out here. To do, <laughs> you got to yeah. go find a spot where there's less to do. Yeah. <laughs> I always but, thought of it to like the middle of nowhere and like got famous there and like had everybody in that town know who I was. I don't know if it's cool. a good idea, but <laughs> I just that's always something that I played around with. Like yeah. just like move Probably and then work. move again and then yeah. just keep moving until like – Before you know it, you got a global network right there. Yeah. yeah. There no, go. but yeah, the East Coast would definitely be one of the things, one of the priorities because of the uh, the distance and – covering a small area but a lot in a small area and the side of how fucking fun it would be to just fucking play a different you know yeah right just to just to travel for the experience right just to get out there and say hey man we did the damn thing right yeah like uh i would just i'm i've never been opposed to playing you know somebody's like house party whatever it is uh you know bars big venues whatever it is you know uh well i mean that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand in today's like yeah society economy entertainment like because people go viral and it's so easy to become like internet famous like i feel like a lot of people kind of downplay all that like paying your dues and coming like people don't really want to play backyard shows anymore like they want to be in the club already those are fun man i mean but it's like i think as maybe it's different because bands that's usually how you start no matter what right but like rappers and djs it's like 
backyards house parties are not i feel like that's not what people are aspiring to anymore like no one's really trying to go out of their way to throw backyard hip-hop shows and backyard parties for the sole purpose of just like playing music you know like that's like it's it's something from a different era it's like people want to party they'll throw a party and maybe have some rappers show up but it's like they have a it's a birthday party or something like no one's going out of their way to be like hey here's this show within a backyard just Mm -hmm. you know like I, i feel like it doesn't like the last backyard show I went to was because mm-hmm. the venue canceled. Yeah. And they had to still throw the show. So yeah. they went Relocated. to the roots. Yeah. yeah. Funny that you mentioned Riverside. There's a couple of bands that I like that are out there and they always play backyard shows. You know? Click up, dude. Go and, out there and yeah. open for yeah. them, bro. Go there you go. Different uh, demographic playing. Yeah. You know. So let's shift gears. We uh we got some time left before we hear your song. You're working on an E P. Yes. Tell us about it. You were counting off the songs earlier. How many you got? How many yeah. got left? We've is there got, a release date or is it to be determined? We're uh, probably we're looking at like maybe summer, February, March, give yeah. or take. Yeah, but the Did way you say you summer or somewhere. Somewhere. Okay. February yeah, I was like, March. February, March is not summer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going backwards. Yeah. You're like June to February. Yeah. I'm not sure. Right. Oh, so February, March. Weather. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the way we've been working on songs, um, we kind of just work and record one song, and we get so eager to just kind of release it and have people hear it. So we we. we We've been putting them out there as like we singles. Yeah, as yeah. we finish them, we should have a, a point in time where we collectively finish a good amount of songs, maybe five or six. Yeah, so we're debating the five or six uh, uh, number, and um, it, it would be somewhere around uh, February. So yeah, and okay. Um, so soon. Yeah. yeah so the soon. fans, for the Drywell fans that are tuning in here and on Facebook, and who are going to be listening to the podcast later when we share this and the video on YouTube. It's coming, y'all. Be ready. Yeah. Is there going to be merch and music we, videos? Yeah, you know, doing the whole deal? We already have merch. What is it? We got merch. Uh, music video is the next one. Just debating yeah. what song to do. And I guess, which is a go-to song that people are like, that sticks to them? It's the easiest song. It's like two chords. <laughs> um, I is. think, yeah, our first release uh, is called Alvaranga. And um, it's very catchy. A lot of people like it. Um, it's not the si- uh, single we brought today, but um, it's uh, it's very easy uh, in the ear, and it's um, very easy to remember. Um, so it's see. available on SoundCloud. It's yeah, available on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud yeah. uh, but SoundCloud.com/slash/drivewell, um, and it should be up on our YouTube as well. We don't we don't have a yeah. handle for that. But I think we have a live footage from when we did like three 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 live out in downtown LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a few of our shows there. But, yeah, um, I think that would be our video, our upcoming video, and it would be released sometime within you know, uh, the next couple of months as well. College bars as well. We played the Nugget at Cal State Long Beach, and that was fun. But, you know, being able to play really anywhere would be great. But, you know, like I said, we'll cater to whoever just to get out there and play. Well, you have a show coming up yeah. December 22nd. Yeah, Where is that going to be at? It's actually going to be in the House of Blues in Anaheim. At okay. The, uh, inside the Foundation Room. Uh, and uh, Groove, uh, Sound the Groove, yeah. also known as Groove International, is uh, making this huge event. It's like a cri- uh, ugly Christmas uh, sweater party. Um, but they got go-go dancers. They got like a, a photographer all night long. Um, open bar, open bar. Yeah, live live music what? all night long. It's their private members only bar. Like yeah. the House of Blues has a private members only um, bar. So you pay like some high money to have a membership there or something. Probably because they get access so. to the um, to the venue itself. 
So I don't know what the deal is, but I gotta get know, on this fucking it's kind list, of cryptic, bro. Man. Fucking up. Yeah. Who no. else are you playing with? Do you know who you're opening? Oh, uh, we you, don't know. You headlining or we're, is there a flyer? Uh, we're actually mid. Uh, we're at nine fifteen set time. Yeah, we selectively chose a nine o'clock yeah. slot to you know to make it appropriate for a lot of our fans to be able to make it in a, in yeah. a, in a reasonable time. Reasonable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggestive time, I guess. Um, and uh, we we go on around nine o'clock, and um, I lost my train of thought. Playing. Who are we? Who you don't know who you're playing with yet? Yeah, we, we the don't know who we're playing being with set yet. up yeah, by this huge promoter or this huge. Groove International. Yeah, Groove yeah. International, Sound the Groove. They always hook us up. And um, so it's always a great time. Um, every time we're always hanging out before our set and right after our set, we're you know, drinking with our fans and stuff. Um, and a lot of the times what we do is uh, we incorporate a cover song to our set that makes our show just a little extra fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Something like, everybody can get into, yeah. Yeah, yeah. last show we had uh, a Bruno Mars cover. I think we did Locked Out of Heaven. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, we did like Lady Gaga, and in um, your own style, yeah, not like a straight cover. It's like a drive well remix yeah, type deal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, something to look forward to this upcoming show, and it is a Saturday show, so that's um, a plus. It's yeah, always yeah. a plus. Yeah, and it's right before the holidays, right so people before. are trying to. If you already have, if you already done your shopping, you're trying to get out before you got to be in, and. What better way to be than, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you and know, it's, it's next door to Disneyland. A lot of Disneyland goers, they got a lot of uh, okay, uh, now annual passes. You got to talk about, that's promotion so, right there. there Maybe you, go. you got to go to Disneyland and be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Disneyland. Or, or figure yeah. out who on your Instagram is constantly rocking the ears. And they're like, Disneyland. And be like, yo, if you're going to be there, there House of Blues. Yeah, just step we've, outside and just kind of we've played there. there like three or four times. Yeah, it's always fun uh, to play The there. last time we played was like St. Patrick's Day there. And like uh, it was like what 4 p.m. and paramedics were already taking people out because of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> it wild. Was, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun time though. Yeah, I mean yeah. alcohol poisoning is not fun, but, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the visuals of it makes a good movie, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Man, life is a movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted to talk about places to play, and I was thinking last time you were here, we kind of did a call out and we're like, hey, yeah. if there's any venues, I don't think that worked. So yeah. I'm more interested in hearing about. How do you find your shows now? And maybe we can talk about some strategies on how to like expand those shows, right? Because you said Groove International hooks you up. Like, how did you get that contact? Like, you built that relationship. You've gotten a couple of shows from them. Is that how that worked out? Yeah, or? I think uh, 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 Leo's. Um... Oh, okay. We played the House of Blues, um, the Voodoo Lounge. Right. And then from there, uh, what somebody uh, told uh, was at that show that told the guy the guy who owns the company like hey checked out this band it's these dudes you know but uh, this is the thing um, the, the our, our very first show that we had and again going back to our the tremendous amount of support from our fans um, we we filled up the room insanely like i think it held like 150 people and we we exceeded that max you know so you got a rep for drawing a crowd yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and from the gecko you know so um I think that's where we kind of got the attention from the the, uh, the venue and the, the, venue the and yeah the, the, the company, other promoters so. and stuff. And so. they've been helping us out the, throughout the whole way as well. So it was um, cool. First show, you yeah. know, uh, got a bunch of drink tickets and we got paid to play, which was like, what? No yeah. way! This is and fun. you didn't have to pay. You didn't have to no. sell tickets. No. See just, that? Man. You yeah. hear that, month? It's out there. <laughs> Opportunities are out there to. 
play, get paid, and get drunk for yeah, free. We didn't anticipate it, but, you know, the crowd is so big. We're like, yo, we got they you They got to give you a cut. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, because they probably hit a certain number at the too. bar. They yeah. probably hit a certain – that's how it works like yeah. that's how a lot of these deals get made but people don't know so they yeah. don't ask those questions right because right? like it's always a thing like venues have a bottom line yeah. and they need entertainment yeah. because people get bored and leave and don't drink so, right. so you have to find someone who's going to draw and keep people there yeah. and they help you make your money so technically you owe them money for that because yeah. they brought these people who gave but you know when you're young and you're want to fucking play and yeah. you don't really care about money and that's not your goal because you love music, you just yeah. you don't always realize you're getting taken advantage. Yeah, of, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Right. So this is what I was thinking. Of you, we have ten minutes left. We're gonna talk about your. We're gonna talk about this song, but I would suggest you all have like professionally done band photos. No, not no, yet. That, that would be another one of the next do. steps. Yeah. So professional band photos, and then put together EPK, which like the photos. Your best, most catchy song, little blurb about the band, yeah. and then find out where you could submit it and yeah. submit that shit everywhere. You were talking about college yeah. bars. There are entire departments on universities that their only job is to find new acts to bring to schools for yeah. an already built-in couple thousand dollar fan, a yeah. couple thousand people fan base that's going to yeah, be yeah, on yeah. campus no matter that's what. Like, they're already there. And, yeah. Like, yeah. and they pay because... Yeah. Those students, but the students' tuition goes into a budget that's supposed to go towards entertainment. So, yeah. so there's always ways to like submit, send your shit out, try to look as professional as possible. You know, it's maybe send the the song that has the most plays on it. You right, know, like right. yeah. perception. Yeah, definitely. Yes. But if there's anybody listening, if you're tuning in live, or if you're listening to the podcast, if you have a venue, or you're a promoter, if you're looking for bands, <laughs> artists, reach out to me. Reach out to Drivewell. Y'all are on IG and all Instagram, that. Instagram. Give your um, give your handles to the folks. Yeah, so Instagram is usually what we go uh, use, and it's Drivewell with three L's because some asshole took the Drivewell. No, it was like an insurance company. Man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, well, though. Yeah. Very catchy. <laughs> drive, no, Drivewell. Drive well. yeah. um, so so it's Drivewell L's. with three L's. Um, our Facebook is also there by Drivewell. I think it's... It's slash drivewell.rocks. Yeah, that's right. I, I believe yeah. so. And uh, we are on YouTube uh, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud really is a slash drivewell. And YouTube, you would have to search for drivewell and maybe a name of our song. Drivewell Live. Yeah, yeah. Drivewell Live. Drivewell Live, yeah. yeah May I make YouTube. a suggestion yes. for the IG? Yeah. Drivewell Music, was that taken? I don't know. No. Yeah. A lot of bands do that. They add music after, and then now they have a band. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, because that third L is always the. Uh, and I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Pretty yeah. sure it'll come up, and people will be able to find it. But it's like drive well music. It's yeah, like you don't want somebody that says, "How come my merch only has two L's and not three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they might have started putting your name on the flyer like that. Yeah. With right. three L's, because I know we had my last guest, Riot Boy, had three O's, and that's how his shit is on the flyer. But he likes it like that. But okay. that's like. It matches his IG. It has yeah. three O's, and they die. So you know, just just a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Thought about it. All right, so let's talk about this song. Last couple minutes, and then we'll play this. Cool. What song um, is it? Uh, the name of the song is uh, "The Best Week of September, The Worst Week to Remember." Yeah, and it's a uh, it's upbeat. That's a long title. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was literally it was a it was like a end of summer fling that 
on a... Did she get mad at you about this one, too? <laughs> this one doesn't know. <laughs> none of the other ones know about this one. But I guess now that I'm airing it, if they watch this, yes, I, it was a summer fling some time ago. Get over it. No years are mentioned here. We're not, no. we're not outing nobody they on will this find show. The, they, will, they will make a correlation be like, ah, wait a minute. That was when you were dating me. Oh, like, okay. yeah, you were driving that car in that place. That was so, me. That was my time. Okay, tell me about the song. Sorry. The song itself is just, you know, it's like, you know, you know what it is. You know it's a fling. She has her thing. You got yours. And, you know, it has to come to an end. And uh, most even though, yeah, even though you guys, you guys love hard each other, love each other hard for however long it was. And then, you know, you got to part ways and that's pretty much it. It's like, you gotta, you just got to part ways. You knew it was going to come to an end. Yeah. And musically, it's one of our, our upbeat songs um, where we've kind of incorporated, um, you know, dual guitars, dual lead guitars. Um, like we share the solo part uh, on this song and um, uh, just throughout the whole song, it's just a fun, fun feel. Yeah. Well, that's what flings are, right? Yeah. Fun until they end. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. All right, y'all. You've been tuning in. Thank you for being here. Absolutely Super appreciate y'all coming out. You can catch me every Monday night from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the west side of the after party. Make sure to follow me, S-H-N-E-A-K-Y. Put that in Google. I'm like the first five hits. And um, I'll be at Milk Crate Mondays tonight. So if anybody's listening live and wants to meet up for a drink, I'll be at the Melody Lounge. It's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be lit tonight. I'll be out there doing promo. So come out, follow Drivewell, follow Sneaky, follow Night Flare, follow Midnight Motives, follow Shots Fired. And Brittany, take us out. Love you guys. Take it.